Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to Sports Medicine on Tap. I'm Jason Kopeck, your host for this evening, coming at you live as we do each and every Tuesday night from Neck of the Woods Brewing Company, located here in Pittman, New Jersey. I got our usual booth, I got my IPA, and I got Dr. Frey with me. Doc, how you making out? I'm doing great, Jason. How you doing, buddy? Doing pretty good. We got a, a great topic for tonight, talking some NFL injuries, and we got the perfect guest for it. And uh, I'm happy to have him making his uh, sports med on tap debut. A doc that I wish I saw a little bit more uh, week to week, but who'd you bring with you? So I'm really happy to bring in fellow former wrestler, uh, <laughs> Dr. Joe Dwyer. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I, I appreciate you guys having me and I appreciate the format because uh, coming and drinking beers is always fun. <laughs> And uh, I'll tell you, Jason, you don't want to be seeing me every week because <laughs> that means there's something definitely wrong That's with you. That's true. That's true. Uh, but, uh, but I am uh, a hand, wrist, and elbow surgeon from South Jersey. I work with reconstructive orthopedics, and uh, I see a lot of uh, sports medicine injuries. So happy to talk about uh, elbow dislocations today. You were always uh, an instrumental part of the uh, Soul Sports Medicine staff, and it was always one of those things where I, I hated to have to use your services because that was an unfortunate timing of things. But uh, you played a big role in getting our, a lot of our guys back, and you know, especially in our championship run there, where we had a couple guys get back after surgery and, and finish out the season for us. So that was huge. Yeah, those guys can really, really mess up their wrists <laughs> and their hands, and it's funny because a lot of those guys. They come from the old school where they just tape it together and yep. then they show Gu up guilty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> show I was the one taping them. So, yeah. <laughs> and they show up, you know, three, four, five, six weeks later going, eh, my finger doesn't work anymore. And you have to <laughs> kind of pick up the pieces. But um, but, yeah, that was fun. It's nice yeah. working with those guys. Now, I got to tell you, so, you know, you, you didn't come down, you didn't cover the games with us. But I felt like uh, I, I was on the phone with you like every other weekend, like literally like patient after patient mm -hmm. after patient. Well, it comes in waves, right? Yeah. You, you know, you get, you get a, a period where there's no hand, wrist, elbow uh, injuries, and then you'll get six in a row right away. Right, so right. That's kind of the way it goes. Dr. Dwyer, so, you know, as I mentioned, you're making your debut here with us tonight. But uh, a, a brief recap of how the show has been going, where Dr. Frey and I kind of comb through the headlines, you know, day to day. And, you know, we look for real kind of pressing topics. And a lot of times we might find something the day after, right, Dr. Frey, where, you know, we didn't catch that Padres-Rockies game at 10.05 p.m., you right. know, so we hear about things the day of. But, you know, Dr. Frey, this was something where week one of the NFL season, the opening game, all eyes on the NFL. Everybody's watching. First quarter, you know, I'm sitting on my couch and I'm watching and I think this is the first one that we caught in the moment where I texted you and I just said, I think we just got our topic for next week. Here it is. Settled. Yeah. yeah it makes it nice and easy. Yeah. And, you know, we we uh, we saw the injury to Sean Murphy bunting where, uh, you know, and it's on a play in the end zone to CD Lamb, the touchdown pass from Dak Prescott. And, you know, all the re all the highlights and, you know, the the announcers are reviewing it and they're kind of focusing on the touchdown. As was I. You know, <laughs> and there was something right. and, and I don't catch everything, but there, there was something about what I saw. And I was like, I, I think he's hurt. I'm looking at him laying on the ground and I'm like, I'm watching the replay and I, I'm not really caring about the fact that, you know, my fantasy football opponent has C.D. Lamb at this point. And right. but, you know, we, we've not we've now seen the, the clip. You know, and what were your first thoughts when you when you either saw it live, saw the clip? Um, exactly. My thoughts were, I wonder if that's a touchdown or not. Right. And uh, <laughs> I kept watching it over and over. Right. I was watching the replays. Oh, oh his feet are in. You know, oh, yeah. And yeah, then, yeah, no, I, I do agree. You know, I, I you saw the guy down, but, you yeah. know, 
when you watch a broadcast like that, there's yeah. a narrative. And I right. was following the narrative. And right. I don't look at injuries uh, specifically the way that you guys do, especially mm -hmm. you, Jason, because yeah. you're, you're the mm -hmm. guy on the field that has right. to run out there. But afterwards, looking at it, you, you realize that uh, it's a pretty serious, uh, pretty serious yeah. injury. Yeah. Third, third year cornerback, um, you know, out of central Michigan. Fun fact, I, I only know one athletic trainer in the state of Michigan, and it happens to be the woman that works at the high school where Sean went to high school. Oh, Chip, wow. Seriously? Chip, yeah. Chippewa Valley High School. Oh, no. And I only found that out about two hours ago. And I was like, let me get some last minute details on this guy. But, you know, third year guy, important part of their defense, you know, as they, you know, contend now to defend their Super Bowl title. Right. You know, we see, the, we see the replay, the elbow dislocates. Dr. Dari, walk us through that. What was happening in that moment? Well, uh, so he had, uh, I believe it's his inside arm uh, outstretched, mm -hmm. uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, rotated to try and grab the player's jersey. Mm -hmm. Another player on his team comes in from the side mm -hmm. and hits him pretty much squarely in the elbow. So he's, his arm is trapped between the player he's trying to tackle Mm -hmm. and his own player hitting him in the elbow. So he kind of hyperextends at that point. And then as he goes down, you see his arm uh, kind of not well controlled, not in your typical bracing position, right. go out and put his hands in front of him. And he kind of goes down in pain after that. And you yeah. don't see anything further than that. You, you see this like kind of squirmy, you, you yeah. know, as, as he falls. It's just kind of like dangling It's there. floppy. Right. Yeah, it looks yeah. floppy. You know, I got to tell you, that when I, when I saw it through the first time, um, and actually, I didn't catch it the first time yeah. through, but then I catch, caught it on the replay that it looked to me like uh, honestly, I thought when, when he hit the ground, when his hand hit the ground and they talk about frequently this, this happens with an axial load, so a, a direct pressure from the wrist straight up through the forearm kind of a thing that that's what when it pops out. When, so when I saw it, I didn't think it was when he was reaching in, um, but I thought it was actually when he hit the ground, he just hit the ground with his arm in a bad position. Um, and it's, it's, you know, typically like a supinated direct axial load and it yeah. pops out the back, but it seems consensus has been, no, 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 no. It had already happened before he even hit the ground. Yeah. I mean, I looked at it a bunch of times and, and it looked like it came, you know, it looked like an awkward way to go down, you know, for me and, and the force on the hand didn't look like enough to put the to elbow out. out. I think it was out as he was going down. Right. But either way, both of those mechanisms are our ways to dislocate so it could happen one way or the other but it was out by the time he went down for sure yeah. so that must have felt great when he landed on it after oh, god i can't imagine <laughs> is he just in shock at that point I mean, does that give any 100 percent. yeah i mean it was there any extra pain from falling on it or was it at that point it's no i, I don't think so think i think so, once yeah. that adrenaline kicks yeah. in those guys have a, a solid few minutes of of uh just shock yeah yeah Anatomically speaking, what happened for, for, for anybody that listened that may not be familiar. So we know the elbow dislocated. What does that mean? Well, dislocated means it just comes out of the joint. So the humerus and the forearm bones mm -hmm. dislocate, meaning they separate uh, and become unstable. And that uh, and that is not only painful, but it doesn't allow your muscles to work the correct way. So the right. arm literally becomes floppy. Mm -hmm. yeah. Typically, when this happens, 
um, you, you get tearing of some of your ligaments and, and the joint capsule, and that's what makes it unstable. And it usually starts from the outside and then works its way across the front and the back of the elbow. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing to go is across the inside. So you get this tearing of this lateral collateral ligament, tearing across the front of the capsule, tearing across the back, and then eventually the, the ligament in the front, kind of your Tommy John ligament, your, your MCL, uh, eventually goes. And once it does, the whole thing pops out. Right. The first thing you know, I saw when, when I saw the medical staff attending to him on the field, um, and this is where my background kind of kicks in, and I'm like actively looking to see, you know, we, we kind of rehearse these things in professional sports where they, if you notice, they form like a nice, nice wall, right? They, they, they don't know exactly where the cameras are at, but they have enough people out there to kind of give a little bubble. And that was something Dr. Frey, you know, we had worked on with the arena league to, right. you know, give us that space and things like that. But you see the arm kind of out, right? And then after a few minutes of being attended to on the field, the next thing we see is, you know, they had moved Sean's arm across his body, that kind of palm to belly button. So my guess is at that point, the physicians on the field who are attending to him reduced that on the spot there? Hard to say. Yeah. Um, you know, that's an option. Mm -hmm. uh, the, you know, having an elbow dislocation is pretty easy to recognize mm -hmm. on the field. So right. you see something and you, and you go, okay, this is out. Mm -hmm. The question of whether or not to put it back in um, is really up to the physician and the trainers. Does it have to happen on the field? No, it's not an emergency. Mm -hmm. They could walk that player back, get an x-ray, and then put it back in. Mm -hmm. uh, but sometimes when the player has acutely gotten it done, it may be worth a small push to see if it can just pop right just back in. in. Yeah, go nice and easily. Right, you're not gonna do anything, any damage by, uh, uh, by doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're going the, the other way and going and yanking on the arm and trying to get it back in, that's a mistake. Right, just to give uh, people an idea, what, what typically is kind of the movement you're doing what are, when you're trying to pop that bugger right back in? You're, you're rotating the forearm and, and putting pressure on the elbow and pushing at the, the tip of the elbow. Right which is called the olecranon, you're pushing that forward and then rotating the forearm and just trying to let it pop in. And it usually typically goes in relatively easily. Right. When I've seen, you know, I haven't, I haven't done it on, the, on a field, like kind of in, in that acute setting. Um, and, and, and lots of times, you, I, th I think there's a, some benefit to having anesthesia on board uh, or analgesia on board to, to sort of relax the muscles a little bit because you're fighting some pretty tough muscles when you do that. Sure. You know, so I've done this, you know, in the ER, you know, I guess countless times, but a number, a number of times. And I, and I find it always a little bit of a struggle, right? I feel like I'm one hand too short, right? One hand I'm trying to supinate, trying to keep the, that wrist kind of with thumb kind of pointing out. One hand, I'm kind of do, trying to do the, the inline traction, and you feel like you need that third hand at the same time behind the elbow to, as you're flexing it up and pulling the back of the electron on. And like, like, it's just if I have two hands, you're always one hand too right, short, right? right. <laughs> well, the other thing, uh, well, the other thing I'll tell you is this: it, the the ones that you're seeing yeah. in the ER as an orthopedic surgeon right. are the ones that they can't get back That's in as an ER doc. Right, right, so right. those are ones that are usually more challenging anyway. Right. Some of the ones that come in and they, they put two fingers on the back of the elbow and pop it right in, right. you never hear about. Right. You see them in follow-up. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Following when they finally got them off the field, um, I'm at, what is the importance of getting the x-ray you know, as quick as possible? Which, Look. as we all know, the NFL has unlimited resources so that that x-ray took place right there you know, in the tunnel somewhere, wherever the x-ray is located, <laughs> right? 
but ex explain the importance of why that's needed right away. Yeah, so x-rays are gonna give you a clear picture of what the diagnosis is, mm -hmm. whether it's a dislocation, what direction the dislocation is in, whether there's fractures. Mm -hmm. And that makes a huge difference on mm -hmm. what you're gonna do going forward. Right. So if there's uh, fractures, you might, you might be less apt to pull on the, the arm and try and put it back into position if, the, if there's a broken bone there, sure. because you don't wanna disrupt that. Uh, the, uh, the, the direction of the dislocation might affect on how you do the reduction or put it back in place. So it's really important. Does that then surprise you that they would do that uh, reduction without knowing those things? Or if they in fact did it on the field? Yeah, and we, sure. uh, you know, and we're not here to criticize anybody, you know. But it, was it? I think in the heat of the moment, a lot of uh, you know the the docs that have worked in that field, mm -hmm. you know, as sports medicine docs, and on the field have worked high school games and college games, and uh, th they can recognize this pretty well. And they're not going to be a hero and try and reduce every elbow. But if they see something that could quickly be popped in mm -hmm. and uh, the, the player is on the field in pain and they feel like a quick maneuver can mm -hmm. make a big difference. And it goes. And it goes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think then it's OK, you know, as long as nobody's down there yanking right. on the arm and, and causing potential damage. Right. When. Dr. Fred, when we were covering like the Arena Football League games, mm -hmm. right, and you know, in my in my time, I, I was never lucky enough to have a, a hand, wrist, elbow specialist on site with us. All right. So it, it was you and I that saw these. All right. When are you making that call to somebody like Dr. Dwyer? You know, like, I, and you've been open, like, you know, it may not right. be your specialty, but right. when are you making that call to the specialist? Is that an immediate call that night? Uh, no, typically not. Typically not. Uh, especially in this scenario, this is not like an emergent situation, mm -hmm. right? So typically the next day I'm giving him a call, letting him know, Hey, listen, this is what happened. Mm -hmm. We got this patient and you know, can I get him in to see you? And, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, when, when can we get him in? And again, especially, you know, once the elbow is reduced, it, it's, mm -hmm. it's not an emergency. Now, now elbow dislocations are a little bit tricky in a sense that, you know, you, you do want that post reduction or after, after it's realigned film, you want to make sure that the, that the, the one is nice and concentric, the reduction is nice and concentric, that you don't have soft tissue interposed in there, you don't have a little bony fragment interposed in there, and sometimes you need not just an x-ray, but sometimes you need to get a CT to, to look for that, because that, that actually is a surgical indication right there. But assuming that that stuff isn't happening, then, then some of the urgency um, goes away and it's typically these are pretty stable you get them into you get them you know flex 90 degrees or even a little bit more and you put them into a splint you don't want to keep them in it for that long because then you run into the other issue stiffness which is the direction that these can go in so so you know I don't I don't think there's a need to call them right there and then that night and that that absolute emergency but I do think you know prudently the next day you know typically when you know when it's a reasonable time and, and, and getting the patient in you know let's say let's say that game happens on a Friday night mm -hmm. or on a Saturday Day. you know I don't think there's any harm getting yeah. him in Monday or Tuesday yeah and then dr. Ware, like in your ideal world um, when we see this more you know like dr. Frey just said Friday or Saturday night when is ideal for you to see that patient I think within the first couple of days like Monday morning Monday, yeah, yeah the, the, mm -hmm. the typical protocol for for these injuries is that you know just like dr. Frey said put them in a sling and let them mm -hmm. cool off right they're yeah. gonna be in a lot of pain they have mm -hmm. a lot of swelling they're gonna be icing it you know treating the pain mm -hmm. Uh, and we don't have to do anything right away mm -hmm. as long as the elbow is in the correct position. Mm -hmm. And when I see them in the office, m my protocol is to get them moving mm -hmm. 
under supervision. Right? Mm-hmm. So uh, allow them to start moving the elbow to avoid stiffness, which is the really number one problem with these dislocations is stiffness afterwards. So get them moving as soon as they feel comfortable, but under the guidance of a physical therapist or an occupational therapist that can watch them, guide them, make sure that they're doing it the correct way. When is it worse? When, you know, you see this patient, when is it not, let's get you moving right away? When there's a fracture. Yeah. That's, the, that's really the game changer in this. If there's a fracture, uh, whether it's the, uh, uh, any of the bones uh, in the elbow, if they are fractured, that just signifies to me that this is a worse injury. Mm-hmm. And this is more likely potentially unstable and is something that could pop back out. Every patient that comes in that has an elbow dislocation, the, the one thing that they always worry about because they've been through that trauma and they're worried about it, they go, is this thing gonna pop back out again? Right. And you can't say with perfect certainty that it's not. But if it, there's no fracture there, I can say it's really rare for it to pop back out without a similar mechanism, without right. a similar you know, injury. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, you're not gonna be shopping you know, at the grocery store and, and grab something and it pops out. It's right. not that type of injury. So that's the one, when it has a fracture, that, uh, that uh, always piques my interest and says, okay, maybe this is more than advertised. Right, right, right. Does a fracture mean surgical? Not always. Yeah. What, what, would, what, what would lead you down the road of surgical intervention? The, depending on the pattern of fracture, mm-hmm. right? So if there's a, a, a fracture uh, that's displaced, mm-hmm. uh, that potentially needs to be put back together uh, with plated screws, mm-hmm. uh, then uh, then I would uh, be a lot more aggressive at, at, at going the surgical route. So they, they, they generally classify these as simple or complex. And, and oddly enough, simple means whole soft tissue and complex means associated fractures. And then there's a few different fractures that are sort of notorious for, for leading into leading to instability. There's a bone that's kind of right there in the front of, of on, on the forearm of your ulna that's kind of in the front right below the the circle joint of the elbow forearms called the coronoid. And if that fracture is pretty low, that's one of the one of the ones that sends you down this road. There's another one called your the, the radial head, it's, it's, um, which is one of your primary stabilizers. And if that one's fractured or displaced, then that can lead you down this this particular road. So there's a certain pattern of injuries that does, or pattern of fractures that leaves it more susceptible, and then 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 that sends you down the surgical road. For these particular injuries, that that's pretty unusual. In fact, before we before we got on the air, before we started talking, Dr. Dwyer was quoting a text that uh, from a, from a study in, 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 of NFL uh, yeah. NFL players. Yeah, there was a study um, of elbow dislocations. Uh, done from 2000 to 2011 in the NFL, actually. And it was a a look back at those players and all elbow dislocations, there was 62 during that 11 year period, which is pretty significant. It's a, it's a significant amount. And so it's a, it's a relatively common injury. Um, And out of those 62, only four needed surgery, which tells you that the majority of the time um, they don't need, you know, surgical intervention so that was good to see and most of them there was i think there was maybe one or two that were fractured so that's not something that you run into a lot with these injuries and if you're going to hope for an elbow dislocation you're going to hope for one without without a fracture fracture, right Right. now on the flip side of that it can also be devastating maybe not so much 
or much more less likely in a, in a sports situation, more of in a high high energy motor vehicle situation. But you know, you can have open versions of this, and you know, an open dislocation. You can have you know traumatic injury, pretty rare, but like injury to the brachial artery and like limb threatening type injury. It's just far far less common. When I'm looking at what his elbow looked like in that moment, right. To just hear you kind of casually be like, yeah, I mean, yeah, we get them moving a few days later, and I mean, shocking, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it it, it's almost like <laughs> you, you also, you, you almost like at the beginning of this want to like lead off the listeners to be like, hey, you know, look at this video with caution if you're a little like, right? It's it doesn't look good in the moment you're at not, all. You're not the only one that's shocked. He's shocked. Yeah, the the yeah. player is shocked. Yeah, because he goes, my arm was not working. All right. of a sudden, it was popped back and it's sore as can be. Yeah, I think I'm done. Right. And um, it's amazing how, yeah. how quickly they can they can bounce back. Right. So as the weekend unfolds and, you know, most of the attention turns to the rest of the NFL slate of games and things like that. Uh, the earlier reports were that he was placed on IR, which from the NFL standpoint means he's going to miss a minimum of three weeks. So head coach Bruce Arians is saying, you know, we place him on this. It could be three weeks. That to me seemed like a short amount of time, but as you're talking, is there some truth to that? Yes, I think there's some truth to it. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's a um, a really uh, rosy expectation okay. yeah. of, uh, of what you're gonna get and when you're gonna get right. a player back. Mm -hmm. uh, because you don't wanna, what you don't wanna do is and, and I'm sure that they, they tell the press this, but what you don't want to do is take the minimum amount of time that it's going to take to yeah. come back right. and say that that's when he's going to come right. back. Sure. Because then when it takes six weeks, yeah. everybody goes, well, what happened? I said, I thought you said three weeks. No. So <laughs> I think what what they're looking at is, you know, typical elbow dislocation, mm -hmm. reduced, yeah. it looks good, uh, and you start rehabbing it right away. Yeah. Can he get back in three weeks? It's possible. Yeah. Is it likely? No. Right. I don't think it's likely. All right. So hold on to that thought then. So at, at Coach's 12 o'clock press conference today, he then, you know, gives some more information that this actually could be season ending. Um, another, they, they, they need to get a few more tests done. You know, I, I guess see a few more people like you a day or two. We said we'll have more information. You know, so we're thinking about everything you had just kind of relayed to us. Now so, hearing that, like, wh where does that take you to? Yeah, so so that's that's the better answer, right? Right. <laughs> right. Because you want to go with the safe answer. Right. You want right. to say, this could be season ending. Yeah. Because of course, if you get them back in eight as weeks, a physician, yeah. Yeah. As, as a physician, you always want to go the safe route. Yeah. You don't want to say, oh, you're going to be back in three weeks because then if somebody's not back in three right. weeks, they're upset. Right. right. And and you're upset that you told them that. Uh, so you know that's a better answer. I think probably what they're doing is they're getting an MRI or maybe mm -hmm. some more imaging. Yeah. They're starting him in some therapy and seeing how he feels. They're getting a better idea of the scope of injury mm -hmm. with tests and with, with therapy and with time so that they can get a better real, realistic uh, view of yeah. when he's going to be back. You know, sitting here having no idea of the status of, of, of this player, we're five days out since you know Thursday night when the when the injury happened. Right. Where would you guys envision Sean being right now? Is he really swollen? Is he in a sling? Is he is he sitting at home with the elbow propped up? 
Yeah, he's in pain. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah he's in pain. Yeah. I mean, I see a and lot. And it's still of, that's what's, it's still amazes me that you're saying like, oh, you know, three weeks is possible. You know, it's yeah, not likely, but like he's in pain and yeah. and it's swollen and it's painful and um and and if he has a a good orthopedic uh, surgeon and a good physical therapy staff. And I'm sure he does. There, of course he does. Right, right. Uh, they, they are, they are, they are having him start to move it and work through some mm -hmm. of that discomfort and see how things go. Yeah. So, what would your expectation be given off? You've seen this before. Three weeks doesn't sound, re you know, realistic. Um, do you think you would see him back this season? Yes. Yeah. Wow. I agree with that. Yeah, I think I think pretty certainly I think he'll come back. I think he's going to have a brace on. It's going to mm -hmm. help a little bit. It's not going to make a dramatic difference, but they'll probably do with a brace anyway. Uh, I think, you know, and, and actually, Joe, let me ask you this. What, what do you think about the fact that he's a cornerback and how does that play into his ability to come back? I, I don't think it, it position from my standpoint doesn't make a whole lot of difference. These right. guys are going at it every play. It doesn't matter if you're on special teams or if right. you're running back. Maybe the only one that's a, maybe a little bit more protected yeah. than the others is a quarterback. For and sure. if it was his non-dominant arm, yeah. I would be like, all right, maybe he can get back a little quicker. Yeah. But position-wise, I don't think um, it, it makes a difference. And and so when when you first when we first talked about this, um, or I started looking into it, and I was saying, you know, my my suspicion would be it would take three to six weeks yeah. for him to get back. Um, and then I, I actually looked back at that study, the same study, mm -hmm. and they looked at return to play. Yeah. Right? How long does it take these NFL players to return to play? And on average, it was 25 days. So it's pretty amazing. Well, yeah. Right. I mean, it's not that far out. My thought was four to six weeks. When, 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 and yeah. but yeah, I, I don't I don't treat it as often as you do. Right. I'm, I'm typically passing them to you to, to, to sure. take over management. And again, it's just amazing because I'm. Watching that video, I mean, his arm looks like a piece of a spaghetti there for right. a few seconds, yeah. and you're just like, oh, yeah, 21 days, and you know, it'll be fine. So one of the one of the I think amazing things about the elbow is that it's intrinsically a pretty stable joint, mm -hmm. which kind of goes against the you know, it's, it also happens to be the second most commonly dislocated major joint, right? Like second mm -hmm. behind shoulder, shoulder yeah. gets dislocated all the time, and then it's elbow. So you think with with an intrinsic intrinsically stable joint. Why does it get dislocated? I, I can't make heads or tails of it. But once you get it back in, it tends to resume stability. Yeah. Whereas with the shoulder, they, they tend to, once it happens, it tends to happen yeah. more and more. Um, but yeah, no, lots of times you, these guys can get back and it, it tends to be stable. So uh, pretending that you were the treating physician here, um, what does the rehab look like for Sean? And what do you need to see before you're given the okay for him to return? Is it? Is it just typical physical therapy, range of motion and, and full strength? Sure. Yeah, that, that's that's the majority of it. Yeah. The other thing, I, before I get to that, yeah. the one thing I would like to say is, you know, we're talking about professional athletes, right? right. Mm -hmm. So this does not translate to high school athletes, college mm -hmm. athletes, younger, younger kids, right? Yeah. And the reason why is because, number one, you know, these guys have a lot of motivation to get back as quickly as they can. Sure. Right? So financial, um, you know, they don't want to lose their spot on the team. Right. So they're going to get back as quickly as they can. Number two is they have the best physicians in the United States. They have the best physical therapists as, in the United as States. As do our patients. Right. Well, <laughs> of course. But, but they have the top notch of the top notch right. taking care of them. 
because of those reasons, because they have those means. And then when you're out, you're out. When you're, phys- when, you're, when you're physically injured as an NFL player, you have nothing else to do yeah. but rehab yeah. this to get yeah. it better. And infinite resources. You know, yeah. infinite re- resources. So, you know, we, we talk about those numbers three weeks, four weeks, and, and, and that shouldn't translate necessarily to everybody, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. going to be for everybody. For, in regards to, to, to whether I'm the treating physician, when, when I see a, an elbow that's reduced and is stable from my exam, my job is basically over other than making sure they're in the hands of a good therapist, Interesting. making yeah. sure they're coming back to me. And once they have good range of motion, meaning ex- full extension of the elbow, straightening it out and fully bending it up without much pain, yeah. then they're okay. Do, do they? Do most of them get full extension? I always kind of throw out the caveat, you're probably going to lose the last few degrees of extension. Um, almost every time, and then if they do get it, and you know, great, it's gravy. But I feel like it's it's not uncommon for these guys to lose the last couple degrees of extension. It's not uncommon. I agree with that. But if you set I, the way that I've thought about it is, if you set the expectation that they should get full range of motion back, mm-hmm. then that's they, what they will. Go for. Then they will, and that that's what they'll shoot for, and they won't worry about that. Right. I think one of the beauty things uh, of this podcast, we, we tend to go unscripted. Uh, right. One of the things that I didn't prep you on was in that same press conference for Bruce uh, from Bruce Arians, he talked about Sean Murphy bunting. He also yeah. threw out, and I apologize to this man, not that I, I expect him to be listening, their long snapper, Zach Triner, Zach. Yeah. reported to be out 10 to 12 weeks with a torn tendon in his finger. Figured we have you on. Why not? Hell yeah! Any, I mean, we got the right guy. Uh, Ten to twelve weeks. They didn't say what tendon, what finger, or if it was surgical or not. But I yeah, mean, I mean, you're here since you have all that information. Yeah. I would, <laughs> so, it, with my best guess, yeah. Again, we, we have no idea. With my best this guess, I would say it is likely what's called a Jersey finger, mm-hmm. which is um, it's from the Jersey because <laughs> I'm from Jersey. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, no, it's called that because when you grab a jersey uh, with the tip of your finger mm-hmm. and it gets caught, it yeah. can rupture the flexor tendon, the one that pulls your finger in to make it mm-hmm. a fist. And that's a, a, a pretty common football injury. And it's actually, it can be a pretty devastating injury in regards to uh, the surgery and the recovery. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, as far as what he does with snapping, mm-hmm. There's the ball. There's a chance. There's a chance that could be a season ending. Yeah, Yeah. it kind of goes back to what we were talking about, right? Suddenly, the uh, the Buccaneers elbow hand wrist guy is really busy for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, he got a few patients in on on Friday morning, I guess. In this case, yeah, yeah. I was uh, happy to hear that you you are as much involved in fantasy football as Doctor Frey and I. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. How's your team looking after week one? Good. Yeah. I, d- I thought I did good, and I, I drafted the wrong defense uh, by accident. Yeah. And I played the Browns defense against the Kansas City Chiefs. What were you thinking? <laughs> I was just, I couldn't change my line. I got it. You were stuck. And yeah. I was uh, really, really upset because I lost by like three points. But I think the rest of the team is looking tip top. Yeah. Yeah. I took the Buccaneers defense. So, so did I. Yeah. Well, my other league, yeah, yeah. I, I, I took the Bucs um, defense, yeah. So, yeah, not off to a great start, but how'd you guys make out injury-wise? Everybody come out unscathed? Or I got lucky. Did you have a lot of drops and ads this week? I got lucky. I, I have a few. Everybody <laughs> seems okay. Yeah. I had a couple. Oh, no, I do have a drop. Yeah. 
It's the Browns defense. <laughs> See, I don't know. They they come back next week. I, I forget off the top of my off the top of my head who they're playing next week, but they're home next week. Right. I actually see them bouncing back a little well, bit. We'll see. We'll see. We uh, the last couple episodes we talked about uh, Saquon Barkley and right. uh, Odell Beckham, who right. I both have. That's why I keep bringing them up. Both huge flops for me this week. Uh, I was smart enough to just pull them from the lineup and it worked out in my favor. Right. Uh, but it still raises the question of what to do with these guys moving forward. And, you know, I guess the, you know, silver lining with Barkley is that he was out there and, you know, we hope that they just, you know, continue to increase his workload moving forward. But right. Odell and Dr. Frey, you've been saying it all along from, I think three, four episodes ago when we had Dr. Brandon and we were talking about our draft, Yeah. you were going to stay away from him. I and did. sure enough, he, he didn't suit up on, on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't have high hopes for that guy. You know, Saquon, I think, will will still have a you know a decent year ahead of him. But I don't know. I, I I'm not impressed by Odell. I hate yeah. to say it. I just haven't been since, uh, in. I haven't been over the last couple of years, and, and especially now. You got. I, I agree. I think there's a little more to the story when it comes yeah. to Odell. Yeah. yeah. And you're just not getting the full picture of Never. what's going on right now. A couple, of the, a couple of big names that went down. Let's just go, you know, around the table here. Sure. And unfortunately, it seemed like, you know, there was a, a ton of injuries, as always, in the NFL. And they don't all don't affect fantasy football, right? Like Sean Murphy buntings doesn't necessarily really affect the, the whole outlook of the Buccaneers defense. But sure. a few guys that do. And unfortunately, if you're a San Francisco 49ers fan, there's a few that do. Brandon Ayuk, who we brought up, right. and a Made lot of glass. a lot of tremendous the, athlete. A, a lot of these injuries that kind of seem that are at least on my list to discuss tonight were episodes that oddly enough uh, were injuries that oddly enough we had episodes about each one of them. Amazing. So these soft tissue things, Brandon Ayuk, hamstring strain. Yeah, he didn't catch a single pass. He, he missed most of the game. When do you feel comfortable to roll him back out into your lineup? Do you just let him sit on your bench till you know he's playing? So uh, I'm, I'm a little bit bearish on, on Ayuk in part because I drafted him last year and I kind of dealt with this last year when he, same thing, kind of going on on the field, on the field. And I know, I know what kind of nagging mm -hmm. injuries, hamstring injuries can be. And they Especially to a up. speedy receiver. Especially <laughs> to a speedy receiver, right? Yeah. And then here we go. And it started already. So, you know, honestly, for that guy, like, I don't put him back out there as soon as he clears, he's cleared to play the yeah, next time right. because I have a feeling it's going to last a quarter, right? right. So I yeah. watch him play a game or two before I have some confidence that this incredible athlete, and he yeah. is, he's a specimen, he's amazing, but I, I, I want, to, want him to prove it to me before, yeah. before I'm going to put him in my starting lineup, not just, he's going to play this week, get him in there because yeah. you're going to get burned when you have two points because he went out in the first quarter yeah. and, it, and it pisses you off. And that guy always seems to happen, right? Dr. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're all excited. He's, he's been cleared. You find out Sunday morning, he's playing, you right. put him in your lineup and then by the second quarter, he's back out and you're like, ah, oh. what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You wonder if they put him back too early or what, what yeah. happened there. And there's some other interesting things that were coming out about him where they were, I, I saw the one report where now they're questioning whether or not he's, ready to be a professional and you're like oh well this seems way deeper than that's you know, a whole other yeah, issue like, you're right? like oh right. man and a lot of people i, I think uh d millard one of our physical therapist down here in Pittman, we've had him on uh twice i think at this point yeah. he actually told me before i came over tonight that he's like and ayuk is rostered on like 91 percent of yahoo teams sure. like everybody big took upside it. yeah big upside for sure uh and then his teammate most with the yeah. MCL sprain. Made a glass. We, Made a we, glass. And we predicted it, right? Yeah. Same same thing. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, that's just that's the way it goes. He's another guy, speedster, good athlete, yeah. has, has huge upside. 
but just just gets you know injured left and right. And we we talked about this a little bit. I you know I think I'm in the minority when I say this, but I do feel like some guys have a predisposition for injury. Um, the way that they're they're wired, the way that they're they're put together, their muscles are just a little bit tighter. Maybe they're not good at absorbing hits. Maybe they're not good at you know um, bracing for the hit. W whatever it is in the constitutional makeup, that some guys are just a little more predisposed to injury and going out, and All some right. guys are just more resistant to injury. That being said, how do you prevent a meniscus tear? Right, right, right. You can't. You don't prevent it, but maybe this guy's more likely to get it than that guy. And so you're saying just it's the way just his makeup. Yeah. You know, it, it sounds absurd, right? But, but you know, there are people who just have kind of like the softer, flexible, more, like more flexible skin. Oh, I do agree with that. Like tougher, hard. Like it's just the, gen the way they're put together genetically. You know, like when you, when you make an incision, some guys are like, it's like thin skinny, right? To it like nothing. And some guys like you, you're pushing it through like 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 yeah. some guys are just put together differently. harder yep. differently yeah as a uh, fellow eagles fan dr dwyer did yeah. you see the uh injury to ryan fitzpatrick of the uh of the washington football team Fitzy. a, a uh, oh, hip sublu hip subluxation yeah we're kind of on the topic hip of dislocation you know yeah the 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 only the, the hip subluxation always scares you right sure I mean, that's a really scary... Was it a scary... dislocation or a subluxation? Com coming from the hand-elbow-wrist guy, well, too. What's, you know? the, what's, you know. what's the most <laughs> famous hip subluxation in history? Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson, yeah. right? I mean, so that always, always frightens the heck out of people. And he's not a, a youthful sprout. Yeah, as a season-ending and potentially career-ending injury. Um, beyond that, I mean, I think it's one of those things where you, you they, they just have to see how it goes. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he's yeah. going to have some pain. It's similar to any sort of dislocation. A subluxation is like a dislocation. It just doesn't go all the way out. So, um, yeah, that's scary. Um, I, I don't think he'll be back. Yeah. No. So as a former BC guy, yeah, are you a little excited to see the Harvard guy go down? Who? <laughs> are you a little excited to see the Harvard guy go down? Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> And the one that impacted me the most, as we uh, I had mentioned last week, I did not prioritize in any way the wide receiver position. Uh -huh. Jerry Judy was yeah. my top receiver. Uh, All the potential in the world, man. Yeah, he was the best thing I had. I had him and, and Odell, which obviously he, Odell got benched. So Jerry Judy goes down now. You really uh, stink at fantasy football, huh? No, my running, not backs, a good week. My running backs are great. Um, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, I still won this week. We'll see next oh, did you? I didn't know. Well, here... Here's the crazy thing. So I, at the last minute, substituted Barkley and, and Beckham, and I put in Corey Davis from the Jets, who had like 26 points, and right. Debo Samuel was on my bench. He's a stud. So he is. Uh, I, I, I save faced. I moved Miles Sanders from my flex, put him in for Barkley, and then put in uh, Corey Davis. Good so move. Jerry Judy right now projected six to eight weeks out. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, I think that's the right estimate. Six to eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. If, if not even for, for receiver. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for receiver. Yeah, yeah. I hate to yeah. say yeah. high ankle sprain, but six to eight weeks is sounds about right. But if, if it turns into 12 weeks, which which I don't think it will, but if it yeah. turns into 12 weeks, I wouldn't be floored. I wouldn't right. be shocked. Right. All right. Well, Dr. Dwyer, we really appreciate you coming down all the way to our neck of the woods. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. It was fun. Good, good work, man. Glad to get you on. Yeah. Before we go ahead and close out our tab, we want to thank our sponsors. Reconstructive Orthopedics with our eight locations and focused on you approach, covering all of your orthopedic needs. The Energy Lab, the region's premier sports performance destination. As we mentioned, Neck of the Woods Brewing Company located here at 614 Lambs Road, Pittman, New Jersey. 
We want to thank them for hosting us each and every week. And our good friends at Timber Reel Productions, Joe Warner, our on-site producer, and Kyle Miller, our editor. We want to thank you guys a lot, and we'll catch you guys next time.